nor any messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand this, blessed are you if you do it. I am not speaking of all of you. I know those whom I have chosen, but so that the scripture might be fulfilled. The one who ate my food has raised his heel against me. From now on, I am telling you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe that I am. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives, the, whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In this Gospel, Jesus is foretelling that one of his disciples is going to uh, betray him. Whoever ate my food has raised his heel against me. So division is something that hurts us, division in our relationships. Once upon a time, there was a boy in a grade, which I'm not going to tell you which grade it was, in middle school, who was uh, at the Highlands, and he loved Fortnite. He loved playing Fortnite on his phone. So, you know, it could be any of these boys here, but I'm not going to tell you who it was for the sake of confidentiality. He loved it so much that he was always on his phone, you know? I mean, like, as soon as school was over and he could get his phone out, he would go outside and be like, you know, with his nose glued to the screen, you know? You know what it's like, having your nose glued to the screen? Okay. So he was thinking about this all the time. And he would be in class looking at the teacher with this blank stare, thinking about, you know, the game <laughs> and all the stuff that had happened the night before, right? Teachers, you know what that's like? Blank stare. Right, so you know what it's like when you're distracted in class and you're thinking about Fortnite. Has that ever happened to anybody? Or thinking about something other than class, during class? Okay, there we go. So this guy had a real, you know, a real problem. And there was this girl in his class with long black hair. You know, it could be like 50% of the girls here have long black hair, so we're safe, you know. I'm not going to tell you who it was. Who noticed this guy, you know. Maybe she didn't notice that he was always thinking about Fortnite, but she noticed him, right? And he like always had the collar of his dress shirt folded up the wrong way. And, and she kind of liked that. It was kind of cute, you know, typical. So, so, um, so she knows this guy, but he didn't notice her. I mean, he was always thinking about Fortnite. And every time school ended, he would get his nose stuck in his screen. And, and so she would be like waiting outside the gate there for him and hoping that he would say hi or something, right? And, and just, you know, watch him coming down the hall. And as soon as he got outside, he'd be like, with his nose glued to the screen and didn't even see her, didn't even notice this girl there, you know. Oh man, isn't that a terrible thought? All the guys are thinking, come on, if she, if she likes him, then why doesn't he look up and say hello? But he never did because he was, you know, stuck to his game. So same thing would happen when he goes home, he'd be with his mom and dad. His mom and dad are like, hey, let's go play tennis. He'd be like, no, I, I got homework to do. And then he'd go in his room and you know what he would do? Right, and he'd get his get his phone out and start playing, and uh, they'd be like, "Hey, let's go to a party at your uncle's house." No, I got I got homework to do, and he'd go in his room and be playing his video game. Yeah, same thing all the time, constantly detached, disconnected from the world around him, never paying any attention to his parents, or to people in his class, or to his friends. You know, and um, so when that boy comes to you and says. Hey, I don't feel really happy here. I'm not really happy. What would you, what would you tell him? 
You know, if you were if you were Father Adam, <laughs> and you had to give people advice, and someone came and said, "I'm not really happy because, you know, I don't have a lot of friends." Well, maybe it's because you're always disconnected from your friends, right? Or you're disconnected from your parents. I know a guy in high school who had that experience. He used to be like that, always in his room, never talking to people. And, and he decided he was going to delete all of his apps off of his phone and, and stop playing video games and start spending time with his friends and his dog. <laughs> you know? And he's so much happier now, right? What's the moral of the story? When we are never together with others, we end up unhappy. When we let ourselves be together with others, be united to others in different ways, we make ourselves happy, right? We find that we're happy. So the key word, I'm gonna give you the key word for this homily. You go home and you don't remember what the homily was about. You gotta remember this key word. The key word is communion, communion. Who can tell me what communion means? Somebody? Yes. People coming together. Yeah. Yeah, people coming together. So um, that's a pretty good definition. What, what about like if, um, let's see, who can I pick on? What if Hunter and I are, are friends? <laughs> let's say we're friends. Is there communion between me and Hunter if we're friends? Yes or no? Anant, communion? Yes? No? Yes. There's communion, right? If Hunter and I are friends and we talk and we hang out, right? You don't know? Okay, well, I'll tell you the answer. Yes, there is. What about Brother Joseph and I? If we are fighting all the time and we're so mad at each other that we don't even talk anymore, I know that never happens to anybody in this room, but suppose you have a friend like me and Brother Joseph and you're fighting and you're not talking. Is there communion between you? Max? Yes, there's communion? Maybe a little bit, but if you're not talking to each other, no, there's not a lot of communion, right? No communion. What about the guy in the story and the girl in his class? Is there communion between them? Maybe a certain type of vague spiritual communion, right, since they're both Catholics. <laughs> but there's not a lot of communion between them because they never talk. There's no, there's no real unity, right? Um, why do I think it's so important to talk about communion? Because the Mass has a special power to bring us to a deep communion with others, right? If, if, there's, if there's actually unity between us, right? If we're not fighting, we're not angry with each other, the Mass has a power to unite us in a special spiritual way. And I want to prove that to you, and does everyone get this handout that, we, that, I, that was at the back of the chapel? Did anyone not get a sheet of paper that has this stuff on it? It has some music on there, parts of the Mass. Everybody got one of those? I wanted to show you how the Mass talks a lot about communion. Um, I want to give you another example of communion. It's part of the quiz. If I have a friend who's on the other side of the world, I'll find If I have another friend, a friend who's on the other side of the world, like my friend, Brother Christopher, who's in Rome right now, He's still studying to be a priest. Is there communion between us? Yes, there is. There is. How can there be communion if we don't actually see each other ever? Yes? Sorry? 
Texting, okay, yeah, maybe we even play video games together over overseas. But is there another way we can be united even if we don't text? Yes. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm getting at. The spiritual, deeper communion between him and us. Here's another example. What about St. Peter up in heaven? Luca, is there communion between me and St. Peter? How about St. Luca? Is there communion, communion between you and St. Luca? You don't know? Take a wild guess. Yes, there is. There is communion, especially during the Mass. There's another type of communion between us and other people who aren't here with us. Those who have died. Today we're going to offer the Mass for uh, the grandfather of one of the high schoolers. And those who have died, like my, most of my grandfathers have passed away as well. There's communion between us. We can be spiritually united with those people who have passed away. That's something really beautiful and really powerful. And the Mass is a special place where that happens. So we're going to look at that sheet of paper that I gave you, okay? It begins. This, this, part, of, this part of the Mass, which I handed out to you, comes right after the consecration, okay? What, which moment is the consecration? Who can explain that to us? One of our altar boys? When is the consecration in Mass? We mark it by a special sound. Yes? No? Yes? When the bells ring, yeah. So when the, priest, when the priest says, this is my body which will be given up for you and holds up the host, that's the first part of the consecration. He does the same thing with the chalice, right? And from that moment on, what do we have on the altar? Jesus. I should say, who do we have on the altar, right? From that moment on, Jesus Christ is present there. So after that happens, Jesus is, is there on the altar. God himself is here in the Mass, right? We've just been present at the crucifixion at his sacrifice, which is the source of communion, which is the source of our unity with each other. We're all united to each other through Jesus' crucifixion, through his cross. So he's there, the cross is present, and that's when we pray these prayers, which I have in front of you on your sheets of paper. You can look up them now. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence. So we're talking to Jesus, and we know that we're in his presence at that moment. That's the first thing to keep in mind. And then what do we say? Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. What are we talking about here? Being gathered into one, yes. Yes, exactly. So we just said, Jesus, we're here in front of you. We're in your presence. And what's the first thing that we ask him for? To be gathered into one, to be united, to be in communion with each other. Okay? So that's pretty awesome. But then the next line tells us who we're talking about. Do we want to be gathered into one just with those who are in the Mass here with us? So read the next line. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. We're not talking about just being united to each other here at this Mass. Through the Mass, we're asking Jesus to unite us with everyone throughout the world, the whole church, the whole church, everywhere in the world. So even my friend, Brother Christopher, who's in Rome, he and I are united through the Eucharist, through the celebration of the Eucharist, through the Mass. 
because we've got Jesus here. He has the power to do that. He has the power to unite me to those people all over the world. And every Catholic, even the Catholics that I don't know, all over the world, the ones in Africa and the ones in Australia and the ones in China who go to Mass. We're united to all of them. Okay, and then we ask him to unite us also with the Pope and our bishop and all the clergy. And then there's another line. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. So we're asking Jesus to, to take all of those who have died and bring them into that communion. I don't know if any of you have had people in your family, relatives who have passed away or people that you know who have died. You know, I've, I've had a lot. So, so I can, in that moment in the Mass, I can think of all those people and say, Lord, unite them to yourself. And in that way, you, you're uniting them also to me in this communion through the Mass. I'm united to all of those people. Like, like death is a sad thing, right? And it separates us from people. But through the Mass, we're allowed to be reunited with those people. It's amazing. Um, so I think that we can, we can kind of put this into practice today. I want you to remember those three moments that I, that I underlined. If you had, all had pens with you, I'll get you to underline them. The first one is um, praying that we all be gathered into one. So at that moment in the Mass, let's all try to think of, think of someone here in this room that you want to ask God to be more in communion with. Okay, Nico, do you know who it's going to be? Just don't tell us. We don't want to know. Okay, everybody has to think of one person that in this room, maybe it can be one of your teachers, or maybe your Brother Joseph. You want to be more in communion with Brother Joseph, right? So we're going to ask Jesus for the people in this room to be more united with us. Then, when we pray for the church throughout the world, think of someone who's not here, someone who's in a different part of the world who you want to be more united with, and pray for that person. And then when we pray the last part about those who have fallen asleep, those who have died, think of someone you know who has passed away that you want to be united with. And if you can't think of anyone, pray for the, the grandfather of, of the student that we're praying for today in the Mass, that we can all be united in communion with all of those people. Church of God, that the Lord watch, may watch over her and care for her. We pray to the Lord. For the peoples of all the world, that the Lord may graciously preserve harmony among them. We pray to the Lord. For all who are oppressed by any kind of need, that the Lord may grant them relief. Let us pray to the Lord. For ourselves and our own community, that the Lord may graciously receive us as a sacrifice acceptable to himself. Let us pray to the Lord. God, our refuge and our strength, hear the prayers of your church, for you yourself are the source of all devotion. And grant, we pray that what we ask in faith, we may truly obtain through Christ our Lord.
ਕੀ ਚੋਇਸ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਗਗਨ ਬਾਬਾ